Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cocktails and Spirits. This is Alfonso, also known as Fons. With me, like always, is Eric. Hey, Eric, how are we doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great, doing great. Just, uh, again, excited to be here. And today we have another great uh, podcast with uh, Ashley Levy. Uh, and you can find her on social media as Miss Agave. How are you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Welcome <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, man. We're excited to have you. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I love uh, all the content you post. You know, like you, your page says, you love sharing your passion and focusing on education of tequila, mezcal, and agave spirits. So we just kind of want to know, um, you know, how that got going, you know, what brought you into the agave spirits and your passion for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say it was about uh, 2015. So I think that's like seven years ago. Um, mm. I was working, I moved to Australia and my first job was at a tequila bar um, in the city in Melbourne. And um, I really didn't care much for tequila. I didn't, I wasn't even a big drinker other than just like whatever it is that they would give me at the clubs growing up here in Miami. And um, that bar uh, in particular really took the like made the effort to make sure that like we knew what we were selling, like we were trained on um, what we had on our back bar. And believe it or not, in 2015, they out there, they were drinking, they had Fortaleza, they had Don Fulano, Ocho, mm. like they had all these brands that um, I hadn't even heard of being in Miami. And I came to like know of them all the way in Australia. And along some of those trainings i think it was like this like aha moment seeing like slideshows hearing about how it's made that i got this appreciation for just the spirit the the culture the tradition behind it and i guess i took it upon myself to just uh share that knowledge that i had and passion yeah now i'm curious you mentioned australia in 2015 already had you know the, the brands that for tequila that like we all tequila connoisseurs love mm-hmm. now do you know what brought those out over there or, or how why was it they were just ahead of the game or I you mean, just kind of stumbled into a specific bar that was that in australia no 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 they they were on it um they i mean even if you like see i guess agave like where agave is exported to like australia's australia's there i think before a lot of like countries in Europe, I would even say today. Um, but no, I mean, their, their hospitality scene, their, their bar scene, especially in like the city of Melbourne and, and of course Sydney, um, I guess they're just ahead of the game. Um, and they just, I guess, had good connects, good importers <laughs> that would bring um, these brands over. Uh, and then, you know, the bars really did just like have good quality spirits and, people drink them and did you have bartending experience prior to your move to australia or like what what got you to no. move to australia what was the <laughs> i, I had no experience um i just i lived out here i was going to college and like i was finishing up college and i was like well what am i gonna do and there's just this like i heard about like this visa that you could work and live out there so i was like but so i just <laughs> left uh, literally packed my bags and left. And, um, I kind of just like, was like, all right, well, what am I going to do out there? Um, I had like a little internship that I picked up, which was pretty cool, but I felt like what better way to meet people in like a new city and country than like 
working in, you know, a restaurant in the city where you're going to meet locals. Uh, and so it was like, I went for lunch one day and like the bar had like some really cool vibes, big Ghostbusters neon sign in the front. And the manager happened to be American too. So I was like, you guys hiring? He was like, <laughs> yeah. And it was right around, it was like end of November, December. So you're talking about like, I mean, it's their summer, but it's still mm-hmm. holiday season. So it was crazy packed. I mean, I was running food at first. I mean, moving every there's, you know, there's so much you could do in a restaurant yeah. stuff, food. And then they would just put me behind the bar. Um, and yeah, I mean, we had to, uh, when we would serve tequila, we would have to like bring the bottle over and say something about it. So oh, like wow. a little like hospital trick, you just pick one or two, um, and you just kind of go with those, uh, until you learn more, you know, um, arete reposado was my go-to. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Now, is that a common practice over there that they do? Was it like a, like a upscale restaurant where they bring up the tequila and say something about it? Or, cause I feel like that's not used too much here unless like you specifically want to see it or you go to a specific restaurant that does that. No, I don't think it's like a common practice. I guess it was just the, I mean, just the way that the, that bar pro- program was set up. Um, one of the bartenders who I really looked up to, she, I remember she was just like, yeah, uh, if someone sits at my bar and they're not drinking tequila, I'm not doing my job. Um, that being said, it, you had like the licenses were a little interesting there. So like you couldn't actually just go in to drink. You had to eat something. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, of course you're going to get people that are coming in for lunch that may or may not, you know, didn't want alcohol. So it's not like we were like, forcing people to drink, even though, uh, Aussies can definitely handle their liquor. <laughs> um, yeah. definitely learned how to drink out there. Uh, yeah, no, it was just like a cool little concept that they had. Um, I guess they, you know, they wanted to push and sell their tequila. So, uh, so I hear that you weren't always a fan of tequila and was that like is that because your first experience with tequila wasn't the greatest just like most of us yeah oh yeah i mean <laughs> you know it was for the most part you know vodka soda cranberry whatever that <laughs> you know service would give you um but yeah i mean tequila i would literally if someone handed me a shot would literally throw it over my shoulder um But we're talking, this was, this was, you know, the gold Cuervo and yes. yeah, it's just, Bonitos. Mm, I mean, not even there, just it, it, I really all, all I thought tequila was, it was gold Cuervo. And then of course we knew Patron, which like, I just, I wasn't a fan of. Um, and then everything else, I just assumed tequila was just like this really other expensive spirit, but I couldn't name two brands, you know off the top of my head if you ask me back then and of then course. you you made your move move back here with like the you know and, and and you wanted to pursue more into the agave spirits or what was the plan when you moved back here or when um, did the whole miss agave thing kind of so that was 2015 and then when did you know uh miss agave become yeah so i guess i was always i miss agave was growing i guess in australia but i i hadn't built that um i guess brand yet Um, I would attend like like seminars and courses and like whatever I could find around like this city um, that had to do with agave spirits. 
Um, cause then I went to, a, I went to a different bar that wasn't agave focused, but I would still be the like, here, try this, you know, spirit. Um, and I moved back end of 2018 and I kind of was like, no, I'm not really going to work in the industry out here. You know, like it's very different. Um, working, uh, the tip system is different and the way you're paid, like out there, you're paid like a very decent wage, whether you're, you know, a server or a bartender. So I was like, I'm not going to do that back here. Um, and then, yeah, right. If, if anyone that's listening or everyone that's yeah. worked, in the ever <laughs> says, well, if you don't really leave. Um, <clears throat> so on an office job and then there was a tequila bar opening up right by um, my house. So I was like, okay. So I basically helped open that bar uh, restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. And it was cool because even though we did have a lot of other spirits, I don't know, actually, we had, we had vodka, we had whiskey, we had like the basics, but we, we didn't have like a surplus of different alcohol. It really was, um, like mm. the tequila was the only thing on the back bar. So I was excited. And I remember trying to like tell these guests like, Oh, try this instead, or try this one, like whatever. And you know, sometimes, which fair enough, people really just don't care. They don't want yeah. like to listen to the bartender. I'm not trying to upsell you here. I'm really just trying to, you know, I'm the bartender. And I was like, let me just build a platform where I could just essentially just talk to myself and eventually whoever, you know, follows along. Um, and so, and then when the name clicked, it came to me. I, you know, checked if it was taken and it wasn't. And I just started my page. <laughs> Uh, that's great at first it wasn't um it, i didn't post any photos of me like it was just bottles it was bottles i had on my back bar it was photos that i've taken when i was in mexico and all of that with like you know information and then covid hit because pretty much started the page end of 2019 um and then when covid hit i was like well uh cocktails at home with miss agave and i guess <laughs> i started posting myself more <laughs> Nice. That that sounds awesome. Now, earlier you were mentioning, um, like when you try to get people to try uh, tequilas or, uh, you know, a, a better one. Now, do you have? Yeah, I'm a bartender as well. So sometimes, like when I, you know, they ask me for Casamigos or, you know, the Glass of Sewer 1942, I just kind of kind of bite my tongue because in a way, it's like that pays the bills, and I feel like a lot of, you know, the tequila people on Instagram don't realize that, you know, that that pays yeah. the bills, and you just kind of like, would I rather have them have a you know, a two ounce pour of class of suit for 30 bucks to upsell their, their, uh, their, their bill to get a bigger tip. Or would I promote maybe a lesser one? Obviously I would love to just promote the other one, but we as bartenders, we, you know, we're trying to make tips. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, you know, every guest is different. So if we look at it like a, like a generic, uh, like role, like that's not how this industry works. Like it's one of the best things about working at a bar. Like every day is different. You get a whole new round of guests, good or bad, whatever. So a hundred percent to what you're saying. On one end, my bar does not carry Casa Amigos. So uh, and we've been out of Casa Azul. So yes, I, I've been. I've said exactly what you said. You want Casa Azul? You're calling it by name for you know forty dollars a shot. Here you go. Like that's clearly <laughs> what you know. I'm not here to tell you no. There's, you know, you can tell when people are just like, don't really know what they want. Or if they're like, instead of me saying, no, I don't carry Casamigos. I, you know, follow with like, I can, however, you know, uh, introduce you to 
X, Y, Z. And then, you know, I ask what kind of um, price range they're after, what kind of, you know, reposado or, or blanco or whatever they're looking for. So there's always a way to kind of just educate, but not every guest wants to or cares or. Yeah, I was going to say. Sometimes they're not really receptive to it, or sometimes they're so used to a certain tequila that they're shocked that you know what authentic tequilas are, you know what they taste like, and they they end up not liking it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, funny story. So this Saturday, uh, I had this uh, these two couples. They were they were together, and um, they showed me a screenshot of somebody in the Aragave world Instagram of like some recommendations. Um, and it was really funny to see. I'm like, yeah, I know who that is. Uh, anyway, they, they, it was like a photo and it had Tapatio in it. Um, and el tequileño. And we don't carry those, unfortunately, either. So I'm like, well, uh, you know, I have Ocho. I have el tesoro. I mean, you know, if you're looking at Tapatio, you're, you're talking about, you know, the same distillery or same, you know. So I go and I bring them little samples of each and they're not really they're not really into it they're not they're not liking it i guess and they go with 1800 cristalino <laughs> no, but it's like you know to them they're probably like what is this girl bringing me she doesn't know you know what i mean like it's if it's not this you know it, it's like a pseudo effect too like if i bet you if i would have brought them that but again i know they're different tequilas but do you get what i'm saying like yeah I don't know. Yeah, like like they're looking for that like sweet, you know, cristalino flavor that you know you tend to get. Then yeah, I mean, they, they, then they're just gonna drink that anyways. You know, I could have brought them. I don't know. That's a funny. It was just no. it was a whole no, funny yeah, experience. It, it makes complete the, sense. Yeah, because some people are looking for a specific thing and uh, and they hear good thing about it and then they're disappointed because it's not what they're used to. Yeah. Which yeah, is I mean, which is the problem we we try to educate people on. Like, if anything, drink what you like. But some of these brands are training people to think that you know the flavor profile of tequila is something that's it's not that that that's the problem. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and, and that's that I'm glad that you actually focus on that uh, on changing and breaking the narrative associated with tequila. So I think it's pretty awesome how you're. You're you're very intimate with them about you know, you know what what to look out for you know kind of just you know where where to start where to begin kind of breaking them off their you know normal drinks or yeah I mean there's a there's a time and like a way I guess like this was a Saturday night the DJ was pretty loud it was dark and you know they've had a few cocktails already not the time right you know I could be Mm -hmm. like trust me no no like trust me and you know they're just like (laughs) "Eh, whatever so. Um, you know, like like we went, like we will go back to for eighteen dollars plus gratuity included. I'm not gonna fight you. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Now, uh, right now you're uh, <laughs> at a place. It's called uh, La Yolanda Mescaleria, right? Yeah, Yolanda Mescaleria. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I mean, it looks amazing. I did try to go online to see if I found the menu for cocktails because I know you you make cocktails as well, and uh, I couldn't find any. So I just kind of want to hear. Um, Kind of like what uh, cocktail scene there? Or like, you know, is it mostly uh, mezcal based cocktails? Yeah. So the menus in the works of changing. Um, <clears throat> hopefully we're going to uh, elevate them a bit more. This past menu was mostly uh, volume 
you know, influence. Like we kind of like, you know, had a Paloma, we have your flavored margaritas and these things just sell. Um, you know, yeah. I feel like Miami has room to go. It's also, I think, you know, competitive now with other major cities um, when it comes to cocktails and we can craft, you know, pretty much anything people want from like frozen to regular, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I think approachable cocktails was like the, the theme of this last menu. But then the upcoming menu, I think we're going to, it's going to be a little more elevated and working with a little more preparation for, for the cocktails. Yeah, well, looking at like some of the pictures, I mean, I, I love the glassware. The glassware is amazing. The the, the yeah. glass you guys are using for that that presentation just it's really nice. And then it looks like you guys have some great like amaros, you know, liqueurs up at the top from I can see. Yeah, um, I mean, we do have uh, some random bottles here and there. Uh, we just did inventory the other day, but for the most part. Um, I mean, our main focus is just, I want to say we have the most extensive Mezcal. There's another place um, in Miami that has a great selection too, but, you know, there's not many. So if we're one of two or three, like we're still kind of, you know, have have a great you know, selection. And then our tequilas are pretty, um, there's some pretty strong tequilas too. Uh, and then... Yeah, uh, we don't really get asked for certain cocktails, though. You'd be surprised. I, you know, rarely really? people come in and, and see it as a cocktail bar. The amount, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is a bartender's dream, as an agave bartender's dream, like the amount of mezcal that I pour straight neat a night, you'd be surprised. Like, mm. people are just sipping it straight. We have these really cute little glasses that it comes in. And, yeah, there's nights where I... Just don't make cocktails after twelve o'clock. People are just drinking. God, that's that makes it easier for you too. Yeah, it's, yeah. E it's easier for sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it is. E it's definitely easier. That's not like it's not like my. I'm not like happy to just like stand there more. <laughs> but I, you know, like I like that people see it as like you know you don't need to drink cocktails and sugary drinks all night to drink this spirit. You know, so appreciate it straight as it is. So how much influence do you have in bringing in new products or in new brands? I mean, I've, I've kind of like not um, in, in um, the last few bars that I've worked in. Like, sure, I have like my, you know, opinions and I understand when we have to carry certain things that I might be like, OK, and then other things like I'm excited to get. Mm -hmm. Um, luckily the management that I've like worked with at this place loves agave, knows about agave and mezcal and everything. So like they get it. Um, but you know, also Miami has, a I don't know where you guys are based, but Miami has like a different availability. Uh, We're in uh, SoCal, Southern California, yep. Long Beach. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are lucky. Like Miami, <laughs> we, we get, we have great like distributors with great portfolios, But can I, I don't carry, like I've been to, I was in California last month. They're nowhere near what we can, like we can't even get half those things, you know? Well, I, so, yeah. Mm. I actually heard when you were on, uh, I think the LA X Mescal, cause I, we know those guys and yeah. I think you were on talking to them and you said you couldn't even find Lalo over there. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it's, it hasn't been available in Florida yet. Um, I went to the LA Tequila Fest and I think they were like, Oh, soon. So 
I say it, I don't think because like, you know, watch it be like, oh, as of November and I'm like wrong. But uh, from as far as I know, it hadn't been available in Florida yet. So, yeah, follow. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of yes, brands. SoCal in Southern California, we're pretty lucky. Now, before yeah. we, we kind of get away from the cocktails there, I did see that you guys had like a cocktail that said um, Mexican rum. Do you guys have like other Mexican spirits besides, um, you know, the mezcal and tequila that you guys use there a lot? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have ricea. We have, you know, agave spirits for just the sake of whatever, you know, um, you want to call them. But yeah, we have... <laughs> um, Canora. Yeah, I mean, we carry all like Mexican spirits. We have Paranubes Mexican rum. We're going to get the Charanda. So um, we do like to play with like, and we have the Mexican, like the corn whiskey, Abasolo, the, we use Neek style mm-hmm. a lot. So yeah, we, we do stick to like the Mexican spirits. Um, I think we, like the staff appreciates that and sees that more than the guests. Like most guests, I don't think even notice. Um, but yeah, well, when you have a staff that enjoys it, I think it's uh, you know reflects on the product. So that, I mean, on the on what you guys are putting out, and it, yeah. it, it looks great. We can't we haven't tried it, but it looks great. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a fun bar. It's for everyone's in Miami, come come check it out. It's quite small, but it, it's a very like cozy, I guess, atmosphere. And um, we have a whole outside area set up now, so people can hang out outside. It's a cool place. Yeah, I might take you up on that. I'll be there uh, in March, possibly for for work. Okay. So, oof, March is a <laughs> is a big month in Miami. You have spring break. You have music week. Yes. So good luck. <laughs> book your book your hotel soon. For real. So now, when uh, so that that was tequila, and then now um, you are really into a mezcal, and I do see. I mean, you you take trips to Mexico. Are they mostly to see um you know uh, mezcal? Uh, or you know palenques is that kind of like do you kind of gravitate towards mezcal a little more now um i wouldn't say i i gravitate one towards the other i i you know still have my love and appreciation for all i mean with mezcal um and ricea you know they're just like i feel like with with tequila you know, once you've gone to um, the distilleries in Tequila, you've gone up to Arandas. That being said, I haven't been to every distillery either. I still, you know, have a list of where I want to visit. Um, but with Mezcal, it's been taking me, I guess, to other regions, other, you know, parts I haven't been to. So it's it's exciting. Um, and it's interesting to see how different, I guess, each region makes things or you know, what they call them even, you know, not a palenque, a vinata. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been blessed and I'm, I'm grateful that I've been able to take these trips, take time off work, you know, go out there and meet great people. So I have been traveling quite a bit recently. <laughs> what, you got a trip coming up anytime or are you kind of laying low for a I just a got back two weeks ago. Uh, Ooh, nice. And I feel like we're, we're heading into what we call season here in Miami. So... I don't have anything booked. That being said, you know, ask me again tomorrow and it could change. But um, no, nothing booked as of yet. That's right. You guys were at that speakeasy yet with like Lucas and Cocktails by Hawk, right? I don't know his real yeah. name either. I Saeed. Saeed. I know Cocktails by Hawk. But that, that yeah. speakeasy looked awesome. That looked actually that great. whole, looking at the stories, that looked like, like you guys had fun. 
No, it was amazing. So they did a takeover, um, the three of them. So you had Lucas, you had Saeed Hawk, and then you had Amanda uh, Bad Birdie. Um, so it was, it was a very uh, California heavy group. I'm just like, hey, I'm from Miami. <laughs> so um, they had a little takeover. I got to meet and speak with the bartender that essentially like helped open that bar. And he had like so much experience working in Mexico City and, um, you know, seeing that like he opened this spot in Morelia. You know, they had the bar. It was it was a massive place. The the band played above the bar. I mean, it, it's like looking back, I just see like flashes, not like in like, a, oh, I drank too much way. Just like, you know, there was just like a lot going on. Um, there was food. And, you know, I, I wish them like all the luck. I'm like so happy. Like I saw like, you know, so many people were were interested in like, what was that bar? Where is that? And I 100% feel like I kept saying that place itself is a destination that if you are in let's say Guadalajara or if you're in Mexico City it's worth the day trip or the overnight trip up to Michoacan to check out like it's it's you know you could take a bus from like you know either like city so like if you you know didn't think you you know had much to do in Morelia like not and not only that bar there was another great cocktail bar across the street um that was also a very cool spot. I posted it too, but I don't know. Like, I guess I didn't do a video on it. No, but Eric, so. I don't know if you got to see it, but what, so the entrance was kind of like, it was like a, what was it? Like a refrigerator, a soda and you just opened it. Was it that? Yeah. 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 So like, looked like it was like a storefront. I can't remember if it was like an actual like working storefront or if it was just a front, you know? And then, yeah, they open and then you just follow like the red light uh hallways until you like open the curtains and you're in the back so um yeah is it like some of the speakeasies here where you gotta like uh you know uh like for some of them there's like phone booths you dial a number and they answer and you give them a code did you, I mean, did you put in a dollar or a code into the, the machine to get in so since we went for this event that's not you know there was no tricks and and nothing like that that to go in like they were just waiting for us and then you know, I happen to like catch them opening the door. So in my video, you'll see it like, you know, closed open. Um, if they do that or if there's a code, like in Argentina, I went to one where you had to be on a list. So you show up and like it's a functioning, it was a functioning ice cream shop. But if, you know, you right. told the lady, oh, I'm so-and-so, she'll be like, oh, okay. And then she'll take you to the back and you open the door. So I feel like it's that kind of concept. Like if you have a reservation or you just ask the person in the front that you go into the back, they'll open it for you. Or maybe you can open it yourself. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Now I'm, I'm glad you brought uh, Argentina back up because I was going to ask earlier. And I, I think in one of your interviews somewhere or you were doing a live, I did hear that. Okay. So your parent, you're like, culturally you have a pretty cool background, right? <laughs> yeah, my my mom's from Argentina. My dad is from Peru, and I was born in Mexico City, but yeah, I grew up here in Miami. So <laughs> that's awesome. That as you will. <laughs> that is that's pretty cool. What's the uh, the cocktail scene in Argentina like? So you see cocktail amazing. scenes like everywhere, kind of yeah. in Mexico, all over Mexico, Miami, U.S., Australia, Argentina. Yeah, I feel like that's like my, um, you know, some people like travel and they want to see, you know, I mean, I still love to see nature and museums and all of that. But seeing like a cocktail scene is now kind of like my, I guess, 
goal per se. When I was in Argentina, I went, um, I was there for a week with, uh, my parents, we went up for a wedding and, you know, I did the whole day trip, like during the day, you took the little bus and everything. But at night I was like, no, I'm not done. Like I need to see what's going on <laughs> in the night scene. And so I just went to one bar, hopped to the other. And then the next day again, and I ended up making a few bartender friends and we went out. So it was a great experience, but their cocktail scene I thought was incredible i was not expecting to see what i saw uh they don't have i don't want to say any but they they really don't have uh, an agave scene out there but not because they don't want to i think just you know just the way importation works it's also agave spirits are not cheap they drink a lot of whiskey out there they have their vodkas of course um is Fernet as popular as, uh, you know, when you look it up, they say in Argentina, they drink a lot of Fernet. It's popular. Yeah, yeah. it's there. I think, like, they're not, it's not like they're showing it off. It's just like, yeah, yeah here. <laughs> like, it's Fernet. <laughs> but they had some huh? really cool bars. I highly recommend. Now, now, you've established a lot of relationships with, like, you know, brand ambassadors and owners of tequila and mezcal. Uh, have you built those relationships by traveling or is something that you kind of just, you know, they, they found you or um, both. So brand ambassadors, um, of course you have like your local ones that like, you just know from, you know, especially working in a bar, they, they pretty much come to your bar. Um, but you know, the ones that are, I guess, maybe based out in Mexico, you know, it's, it's, it's all connections, life in general, whatever it is that you do, you know, you meet people and leads you to something else, somewhere else. Um, yeah, I guess like of course my you know my page has has helped me meet people. Um, so the traveling, of course, uh, yeah. Do you have All any that. like? Is there any plan, or does it benefit you to try and work with a specific brand, or or do you feel like you're better off, you know, creating what you do and just kind of like be an advocate for the agave spirits as a whole? So I've had like my stance on that from like the very beginning. Um, I personally feel like I've built something with Miss Agave. I can't, I'm not going to, I don't know what, like, I just feel like I've like established what I've like been doing with all these spirits, um, especially being a bartender that just working with one, I feel like would lose my credibility. And I'll go as far to say anyone's credibility. Uh, I'm not really a fan of, and I'm not talking, it's not a bad, I'm not talking bad about them. Just like my stance on it. Like I've seen like local brand ambassadors go from one brand to the next and to the next. Yeah. It's a job. So there's no like shame or hate on that or anything, but I'm like, cool. One day, you know, you're selling me on this mezcal and it's the best mezcal and da da da. And then the next day, all of a sudden, now you want me to try this one because it's the next vest on. I'm just like, hmm, I, I don't know. Um, I feel like there's like a role that doesn't exist yet or a role that I'm just going to like fit into that I may just have to build to be able to work with everyone. Somehow. So, yeah, that so makes, it's still evolving. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because I, I hadn't thought about it the way you said it. Um, yeah, it is a job. And, you know, obviously for some people, you know, money money is money if it's a better opportunity yeah. they will take that but then yeah like 
how it, you lose credibility if you're moving on to you know a different brand and you gotta say you know you gotta say what they want you to say in a in a sense <laughs> so it, it could lose credibility which yeah makes i mean sense. look like i see it through my like my perspective as someone who's not a brand ambassador and like behind the bar and i've had brand ambassadors come in and Okay. When it comes to cocktails, sometimes, you know, the specific like brand that's in a cocktail is there because they either have a deal with the bar or they gave us, you know, product or that's like a favor, which is like normal. Um, or sometimes it's literally there because it works best in that cocktail and you'll have amb ambassadors come in and just like, because they're doing a spend, they can't, you know, spend on a different brand so now all of a sudden you're making this one cocktail and you're subbing it out for their brand and you know like no that doesn't go with that can you you know when people come to my bar and they you know prefer rum i'm like yeah i'll make you this you know margarita with rum if you want it's fine daiquiri per se i guess um <laughs> but do you do you know what i mean and it's like sometimes yeah. i'm just like I, I like that they're doing a spend that they're showing support. And that's like, I guess what's like the relationship that they have with bars too. But at the same time, I don't know. It just comes off a little, uh, like cheesy, like fake to me. Like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I feel like, um, cause I also bars. And so, I mean, I'm not involved in anything, but I feel like sometimes with distributors is like, do me a favor. I do you a favor. You know, just kind of like stuff like that with uh, yeah. that kind of work. Yeah. I mean, look in the end, like sometimes it really does help. Like if we could get a low cost on a case of whatever and we make cocktails with that and our markup is, you know, double or triple of what it already costs us to make that cocktail, like everyone's winning, right? You know, especially a well, like a well's a well. If I'm going to be making hundreds of margaritas in a night, throwing away, you know, a bottle every hour, I'd rather it be something, you know, that cost efficient. Not, yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had even brand ambassadors, like, in my DMs, even though they're kidding, just be like, oh, that brand, or oh, this. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, Dude. Subtly trying to hint at it, you know? Like, yeah, it's like, I still love your brand. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing, um, I don't know, so now I, I'm sure, okay, so through your page, do people appreciate all the bartender reels that you make? Because I they I love those, but I feel like I don't I don't know if it's the what kind of crowd you got the most. Yeah, so uh, obviously when I when I started making them, um, I'm like, wow, I'm about to kind of change my uh, what what would I call it? Like, you know, I I really only post agave stuff on there. Sometimes in my stories, you'll get like a little personal, like you know, happy birthday message for somebody is like, you know, not agave is my point. Um, yeah. those, I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm still on brand because I'm still a bartender. Uh, and then several times I still make them about agave spirits, but I've gotten pretty good feedback. Like they get quite a bit of shares, engagement. I see when people post them stories, you know, people like telling me like, oh, I've seen your reels. They're like, don't stop making them. Like, I feel like, you know, they're relatable and, and you know, I'll be at work and I'm like, yeah, that's going to be a video. <laughs> and I just like, then I hear a sound. I'm like, that's perfect. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just to me, they're just, I don't know. I have fun making them. So Yeah. You, you got to share the love with all the other spirits. 
Yeah, nah. <laughs> just the gavin but no keep the bartender stuff because that that yeah. cracks me up and it, and it is relatable you're a bartender that's a kind of like when we were trying to create this podcast you know the idea was tequila and i'm like well there's already someone that does that doug which he was on yeah. with us and i don't just like tequila you know i like to make drinks and i like to talk about everything that is in the industry so we're cocktails mm-hmm. and spirits because of that so so keep the yeah, bartender we- stuff that that's fun <laughs> Yeah, I, that's uh, I have fun doing that. It's kind of like someone said the other day. It's like, oh, you're 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 teaching people how to like what not to do at a, you know, at a bar. So I'm not really teaching, but I'm like calling people out. I guess like if that's you, just know like it's a you joke. Know, I don't know. You know what's <laughs> and you're tell- you're- Go ahead, Eric. and you're telling your story in a way. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, these come from real experiences, so. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> now, um, uh, is there any plan? Like, what what's next for you? Like, what are you, I know you already have like you know like little stickers. Or you have merchandise, or I know if you're in the industry and you love it, and you know every bartender at one point thinks about it. Any plan on you know one day moving forward with a place of your own, you know, to express everything that you love to serve or teach. Yeah. So my passion is the education of agave spirits. Like when I get to sell flights to guests or I have like a big group coming in like I can like feel like my eyes brighten you know like I love doing that uh being behind the bar is just kind of the the, right now I feel like the best place for me to be like oh people can come people come in looking for me um I can do what I do while making money off of it, you know, whether I get to do it for half my shift and the other half, um, you know, making, you know, vodka sodas, it's fine. Um, I do think about this a lot. Um, like I mentioned earlier, like Miami is kind of still a bit behind compared to like other cities when it comes to agave. Um, of course every bartender loves it, but I just don't feel like the agave scene is as strong and supported out here. Um, there's not many other bars that I would want to work at, you know, I'm kind of where I'm at now because of the bar program and like what I have behind me. Um, and so, you know, it's like, what's next. I mean, I hope that I can figure out, you know, keep building. Um, I do have some virtual things in the works that I'll probably share soon. Um, on like, more education side, you know, maybe working with different brands. So I don't know. One door closes, the other opens real quick. So um, that's kind of just where my head's at and what I would love to do, just especially be like an agave ambassador, whether it's domestically or locally or even internationally. That's great. Yeah, well, I think you're doing it. I mean, you're definitely reaching a lot of people, I'm sure. And I mean, uh, and people enjoy it which I think that's the most important thing for, you know, to try and keep putting stuff up. Cause it takes time and effort for sure. Takes, it does. You know what? It really does take the effort for one, you know, waking up and, and setting up and, and, you know, making all this content and then putting it out and then working with these algorithms and these platforms and, you know, I don't know, yeah. you know, supporting each other. It's, it's, it is, uh, it is interesting, um, for sure. But yeah. Oh, that's, you know, that's awesome. It's great to hear that, you know, you like all doing all this and, uh, well, you know, we want to thank you for your time. Just want to let us, let everyone know where we could, they could watch your stuff whether you're on Instagram yeah. or I don't know if you're on TikTok and stuff. 
I am. Yeah. So yeah. Thank, thank you guys for having me. This is fun, fun chatting. <laughs> um, my, my Instagram and TikTok are the same. It's Miss Agave, M-I-S-S Agave, A-G-A-V-E. Some people are like, oh, are you Mrs. Agave? I'm like, well, I'm not married to it. So <laughs> no, M-I-S-S. Uh, yeah. One word. And uh, yeah, Yolanda um, Escalería in Miami. Or maybe you'll see me in Mexico sooner or later. Nice. Yeah, we're we're going in January, so maybe if you're over there at the end of oh, January, yeah. we'll catch you or something. Okay, cool. Cool. That should be exciting. Where are you going? Uh, right now, the plan is, um, oh, the new distillery, uh, uh, Alambiques, for Tequila Ocho. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been. And nice. How is it? It's nice? Good. Yeah, I went in March, so it was still, there was still kind of like, they were just bringing in some like new barrels in. Um, yeah, like I'm sure ever since then, things probably look a lot different. Um, they're nice. building, I want to say like a hotel or like a, you know, apartments right outside of oh, it. Really? So people cool. can oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool um, location. Nice. Like and then the next. The next day, um, we're going to go to Siete Leguas. Mm -hmm. And then also, we have a pretty good relationship with um, uh, Atanasio. Yes. Know, we, we became good friends with them. So we yeah. definitely want to visit them and talk to them. And and because their distillery is really nice also. They, they put on a great experience, too. Amazing. And then, and then the, very and humble people. Very, yeah. And they also, Cascawin will be the last one, which, you know, if people know Cascawin, I'm super excited for that one as well. Yeah, I was there in July. I, I had a great time over there. It was awesome. They were actually, uh, when I was there, they were recording some sort of documentary. So we had to like sign a few like release oh, cool. forms. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm going to end up in the background of some. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> do, you know, do, you do, do you know anything about that? Because I love watching documentaries, especially about, or you know I, nothing about that. No, I don't. Um, I need to follow up, but I'm pretty sure they like have our contact, so they might contact us about it. I might just ask John, but uh, I mean, it was, we weren't really mic'd up for anything. It was just like we were in the background, but yeah, I mean, they were giving like the tour and all of that, and it was like our group was just there and our tasting, so we had to like take a photo with like our face and our name next to it. So who knows? I'll be in the credits. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I get, cool. can, can I get a, uh, you know, can I get tagged on that? I, <laughs> they, you know. I was like, should I put Ashley or Miss Agave? <laughs> you're like, like, yeah. you have an IMDB <laughs> or something. Well, like you said, you didn't even like, most people don't even know my name. So I'm just yeah, like, well, it's going to work better. <laughs> oh, I, Eric, I was telling her that there's a podcast I listen to, the industry podcast, and they interview people in the industry. And I mm -hmm. always listen to it, but I saw Ashley Levy, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it later. And then she reposted it saying, oh, check out my interview. I'm like, oh, my God, that's her. I didn't even know Ashley was her name. <laughs> oh, nice. And then it I went happens, back and listened yeah. to it. It happens. It's been happening quite quite a bit recently. I'm just like, all right, what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> so so right. hopefully this is another right. opportunity for people to recognize you. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Ashley. Um, thank you. Again, and then uh, hopefully one day we get to meet you and you know, drink some mezcal or something. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, guys, and have a great morning or afternoon, whatever time it is for your app. <laughs> yeah, we're morning over here still. Good morning. Okay. I'm a little ahead. All, All right. right. Have a good day. Thank you.